Paper Cut Podcast strives to be evocative and inclusive. Every Monday, we cut below the surface with folks that make the Winnipeg arts and culture scene thrive. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Gocha. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck, and we're here with Carrie Bryson. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am an artist living in Winnipeg, self-taught. During the day, I am also an insurance agent. So <laughs> that's not something we're going to talk about today, though. <laughs> so yeah, I paint, I draw, sculpt every once in a while, and I also just recently started tattooing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, can we talk about the tattooing for a second? Sure. Because I got an interesting invitation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what is that all about? So I, I kind of set my resolution for this year to buy a tattoo machine. Um, I just got kind of a cheap kit online because it was 200 bucks altogether for everything that I needed to kind of get set up. And then that way I figured if I hated it, I was only eating $200. And I love it, so I'm probably going to buy more expensive equipment but for now I'm just tattooing like my friends in my apartment illegally <laughs> nice yeah and uh, the next step will just be I guess to write um, my certification to like my bloodborne pathogens test and then hopefully apprentice somewhere and make it my job so you have a tattoo club right now? Is that your yeah, yeah? It's sort of a secret underground thing. <laughs> but Whoa. Yeah. It, well, it's just because it's really I'm not supposed to be tattooing people. It's not the most like it's not hospital sanitary in my apartment, right? So I just don't want to get into trouble for yeah. that. But <laughs> but it, but I obviously have common sense enough to like use fresh needles and like clean everyone's skin before I start and all that stuff so I think I've done 30 or so tattoos now and each one is just better than the last so it's a, it's like been a learning process but it's something that I um I feel natural with and that was starting when when did you start? February I bought this machine so wow, it's that's... been a few months I am in the market You're, yeah yeah I didn't know you know what I was actually having a conversation with a friend about like it I understand going to a shop and stuff but uh -huh. sometimes you have an idea that's not huge you know it might just be something like simple like minimalist kind of deal mm -hmm. and I was I was asking her like is there anywhere that just like you know like I understand that people underground will still do a great job at it you know giving someone who's learning kind of the chance to go at it instead of you know I don't need someone who's been tattooing for 25 or 30 years to do for like sure. a small little piece for me. <laughs> right, like their specialty is portraits. And yeah. And you get like a hundred dollar line on your arm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like it's something yeah. that's meaningful, but I don't like, I and I appreciate the experience, but like if it's a student or someone who's wanting to learn or something like that, that yeah. also be. Well, I mean, credit where credit's due, of course, the experience is huge, and I don't have much, so I won't say that I could do a huge back piece on somebody, but I think the style that people want is more simple line work, black work these days, or at least in my circle of friends, and yeah, it's kind of a bummer if you go and pay $160 minimum at a shop to just have something that they spent, you know, 10 minutes on, so... Um, I can do that, <laughs> and it's great experience for me as well. There's only one way to get better, and it's just keep practicing. So, is there? Um... Oh shoot! 
I had a question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that something that you're going to keep on doing? Like, would you like to keep on doing those, like, inexpensive, yep. like, small ones rather For than, For now, like... yeah. I think until I, if eventually, if I ever decide to quit my job, apprentice under somebody, um, you know, in the meantime, then until that happens, then I'll just keep doing this stuff out of my house. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any artists in the city that you kind of look to for inspiration? For tattoo work? Yeah. Uh, actually, my next door neighbor, he's a tattoo artist. So he was the one I told about this dream that I wanted to get into tattooing. And we had a conversation before the beginning of the year when I decided that that was what I was going to try and do in 2018. So um, he's been like my mentor essentially and has helped me learn how to use the machine, clean it, set it up. Um, because when you get it in the kit, it's all different pieces. And so I really didn't know where to start. It's one thing to draw and then it's another thing to, to be comfortable with the, with the mechanism of it. So, and your first, who was the first person that you tattooed? tattooed? Uh, my friend Avery, uh, we, it was me and her and two of our friends drinking at my apartment and <laughs> we got these little hearts. I have one too. So I tattooed myself the same night, but she technically was my first client, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, was the, that was the most nerve wracking experience because I didn't want to ruin her body, obviously, but it was so small that she didn't care that much. <laughs> And tattooing yourself is the worst. Yeah, it is. Because you can anticipate everything. Like you, I don't know, have you ever like waxed your legs or something like that? Yeah, it's the same. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, it's the same. Oh, yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? You want to back out every single time you go to put the needle to your own skin. You you know what's coming. So if you are getting tattooed, then you can like look away and, and forget or think about something else or listen to music. But if you're the one doing it to yourself, then it's more, I don't know, focused. Like there's you, you, there's concentration involved in actually putting the tattoo on, and then receiving it, and so those things together compound into the absolute worst experience. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> so coming from which which medium were you uh, practicing before you wanted to or started to get into tattooing? Well, you're still you're still an artist. So. Definitely, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Illustration, painting, uh, I draw a lot. I draw a lot of portraits. Um, I work in pencil most of the time. And so that's mostly where I'm comfortable. And that part and parcel is why the tattooing became, I, I guess, just a fluid like next step for me because a lot of good tattoos are just good drawings. So. Do you feel any added pressure, like having to, you, you illustrate the tattoo and to put that on someone's skin, do you feel that pressure? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, it's nerve wracking, especially being that all of my clients are friends. I care a lot about what they think and um, not, you know, hurting them and then not giving them something that they're displeased with. Um, As far as coming up with like original artwork, is that kind of what you were asking or? No, I just meant in general, like translating from like a piece of paper to yeah. someone's skin yeah like there's stuff that I've drawn that I couldn't tattoo and and then stuff that I wouldn't draw that I would only tattoo so the two worlds don't really cross over that much okay. um yeah I like to still draw what I want to draw but when it comes to drawing tattoos it's specifically for that purpose yeah nice. so uh you have uh you're self-taught yes 
So how did you get into the, like, I want to say gear, because we always interview musicians. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, I want to say equipment, too. What is the word? Supplies. Oh, yes. Like, how do you I'm know, surprised. where did you learn, like, what supplies to use while you're drawing or painting or anything like that? It's just experimenting in what you're most comfortable in. Like, I've never actually painted with oils too much. It's That's an intimidating medium for me because the... The, the materials are expensive and takes a lot of time to dry and um, I don't know that's just a world that I've never dabbled into but I guess it's like I took a couple classes when I was really young at the WAG studio rest in peace the WAG studio um, and so they gave you an opportunity to explore everything at that age it was like a mixed media class they gave you you know Palmer clay and paints and pencils and everything that you can get your hands on and then it's been, well, 26 years now that I've, like, just slowly kind of worked my way into this niche of drawing um, portraits and graphite drawing. Um, watercolor painting as well, but I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a painter, but, yeah, it's just a trial and error process. You walk into an art store and drop a small fortune and then <laughs> rip up everything that you hate. <laughs> Is that... Is that an intimidating um, factor in creating? Is that if you wanted to try something else, it would be a, a costly venture? Sure, yeah, totally. I mean, even in like my life hobby pursuits, I've not done stuff because it's been expensive. You know, I've said before, oh, I'd li like to learn how to play piano, but I don't want to invest you know, 500 or or $1,000 in a keyboard or however much they cost and then hate it, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was also sort of a hindrance with the tattooing too, but then I found this beginner's kit that was not that much, but, you know, enough, enough that I could be okay with having eaten the cost if I just didn't like it mm -hmm. or wasn't good at it. So what hobbies, <laughs> no expenses considered, um, would you get into if it was no money issue? Hmm. I think, oh man, I would just, I would travel and like jump off of cliffs in like <laughs> in, in Southeast Asia or something like that. Yeah. It would be, it would be like rock climbing. I think I would like go to mountains, climb them. That's yes. a hell of a jump hobby. Off. Jump yeah. and then jump off them. That's <laughs> <laughs> hobby. Cool. Start again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. A steady loop. Yeah. Well, if money's not an issue, you can just get like... A helicopter to take you off. Right, yeah. Yeah, is waiting for you. Yeah. But the rock climbing was part of it. You could do the rock, yeah, yeah. And then if you get tight, you just have resources. I'm, I'm gonna change my answer to space exploration, actually. Whoa. If money's Whoa. not it, uh, yeah. Buy a spaceship, Global. go to the, yeah. yeah. What is your, do you have like space movies that you like? No. No? <laughs> I haven't even seen Star Wars. I'm such a poser. Like, oh. I just, I, I don't know. It'd be cool to go into space, I think, just to say you did. I think that'd be like, cool. No sci fi. Like, 2001 Space Odyssey. I've seen that movie. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of it? It's great. And what do you think of... Okay, space? never mind. I'm going to get into We're going like, to get into space now. Yeah. I've, I'm, like, really into the whole moon landing conspiracy slash 2001 Space Odyssey, how those came out at the same time, but, like, moon footage is all wacky. I'm, like... But, like, the movie footage is not wacky. Yeah, so, like, how, how did they <laughs> pretend to be in space so well, and then Stanley Kubrick like destroys all the sets so nobody knows how it's made and he won't talk about it. I think he was just a wacky 
guy. I think he was just very... I heard he was just, like, a nightmare to work with. But yeah. you know him? No. I haven't met Stanley Cooper. I, I haven't met him either. I, I will never meet him either. You could be right. I, you know what? I'm all for a conspiracy that involves Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I just was really excited about space for a moment. Yeah. I, I uh, mean, yeah, totally. There was a meteor shower yesterday as well. There was? Uh, Sunday <laughs> Sunday morning, technically, there, I think there was a meteor shower. Some, some planet was visible. Damn. Yeah, this is how much I know about space. A planet was visible earlier today. Well, that's nice. all you need yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll so like you'll explore it. it. Yeah, yeah, you'll figure it out when you're exploring. Yeah. yeah, you have the resources. We said money's not an issue, so right. Once uh, you're up there, you can. What's your something. answer? Sorry, my what's, answer. Yeah. Ooh, if money wasn't an issue, I would love to. Jeez. Oh, oh, do you have yours? Yeah, like I'd probably like aspire to be prince. Mm-hmm. In a sense oh. that I'd like want to learn how to play every instrument. Yeah. But it's because I think that like when I am like playing drums or something or I'm playing a guitar and I'm like, oh, I wish I had like the other part of this because like I hate playing by myself. But if I could play all of them, then mm. I could play with myself. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But then I need to buy all those instruments and I can't afford them. So I like I don't have the attention span to stay stuck on one. Mm. I want to do many all at the same time. I'm gonna That's go. Problem. I'm gonna go global. Yeah. Sure. Philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Just, oh. <laughs> if you had all the money. If I have all the money, I'm gonna give all the money away, and then just like everyone's happy to see you. you You're know, you just... a way better person than all of us in this <laughs> room right now. Yeah. I just like I. You know what? Personally, I'm doing it for myself because. Yeah, people get the money, but I'm doing it more for like, okay, when I show up, they're going to be happy. They're going to want to hang with me. They're going to be like, Jared, what's up? Because I give them like a million bucks or something. So like, you could just show up to like a gala and like start playing the piano. Even though I don't know how to play, they'll love it. Like everyone will be like happy. Like, yeah, Jared, Jared's here. Give us another million. Okay. (laughs) But I'm just going to smash the keys for like 30 more minutes. Yeah. It's a million dollar set. As I gave you a million dollars. I'm giving you a million dollars. I'm just going to play this (laughs) for as long as I want. Cool. That's a really good answer. You all want to play the keyboard, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're all too proud. No, we can start a side project. <laughs> we should put our money together and get one together. Get just one. Just yeah. one keyboard. All you need is one keyboard, six hands. <laughs> we're all working at once. <laughs> we could be the new Walk Off the Earth or whatever that band is. The, yeah. the band that plays yeah. like the one guitar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, That's yeah, them, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay, aspirations just changed. <laughs> You wanted to be an astronaut, now we just want to all play one guitar yeah. at the same time. <laughs> a three-piece on Whatever one comes first. We're not picky at yeah. this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, you know, if money's not an issue, we can change our minds later. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Speaking of, we're looking for sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> also. Yeah, we don't have unlimited money, so if you want to sponsor us... Sponsor yeah. the pod. Yeah, it's a great transition. <laughs> so you have... We'll, we'll go back to you now. Okay. Uh, yes. You have, I saw a piece recently at, in the exchange. Warehouse. At Warehouse, yeah. How did you get that in there? Uh, I had a show at Warehouse last year. Marielle is the daughter of the owner, um, Marielle Sasaki, and she wanted me to do, um, or suggested that I paint food, like all food paintings in watercolor, um, based on a show that I had the previous year where I did two food paintings. And they were like the most appreciated People were very drawn to the to the food, so yeah. She said you should just do all food, and I said okay, you'll put it up then. And so I <laughs> kind of built a rapport with them. Um, 
and I send them new stuff and they put it up and people notice, which is really great. Mm -hmm. That piece I just finished like a month ago. How long did it take you to do that? Um, if I had, if I'd sat down, like. yeah, no, no, not at all. But if I'd sat down and just, you know, drawn for like a solid chunk, I'd say it took a total of maybe 15 or 20 hours. Um, it started off as, uh, well, the piece is a skull in the middle and there's a streak of paint that's orange. And then there are eight dancers kind of all around the skull. Um, it's called dance with the devil and it started off as just the skull. Like two years ago, I started drawing this skull and then I put it away and then I was house cleaning and I found this thing and I just started adding to it and it turned into this whole new piece. Um, I can't, like, I honestly don't have more of an explanation for it other than it was it was something else and now it's this. Um, but the the drawings of the, of the dancers are from this book called Study of Pose by Coco Rocha, the model. She's a Canadian model. And she came out with this book of her posing in this like light proof box, essentially. And it's a thousand different poses throughout this book. She was a dancer, so she, you know, can contort her body in all sorts of ways. It's a really, really good figure study book. Um, and I just started flipping through it to find interesting ones, ones that looked kind of cohesive. So it looks kind of like a full circle all the way around this skull of different moves. Looks almost like a choreographed dance yeah and do you feel giving that's it's not a print it's an original it's an original it's a drawing and then that orange paint is gouache so it's in pencil Hmm. yeah and does it like how does it feel to put that in a gallery knowing that somebody will like take it and then that might be it like that was the last time you saw yeah I I think that's the best way to like live also but do art you just kind of send things off and let things go and I don't want to hold on to much so this is that too like the artwork that I do if someone else is going to get to appreciate it and have it in their home or if someone likes it enough to actually spend money on something that I've done then I don't ever need to see it again that's satisfaction enough and how many of your pieces do you have in your house, like, framed and up? That are mine? Mm-hmm. Um, six, six, maybe seven. Yeah, I try to get art from other people as well. Um, I'll also see art of other people's and say I can do that, and then I'll just do it and then put it in my house, but that's nice. cheating. So, <laughs> uh, so I won't ever sell those, obviously, as my own. But, yeah, for the sake of decorating my own home, it's not it's not a lot of stuff that I would put out for sale for other people to buy. It's, it's more for just whatever suits the decor of my place, and it changes often. Like, there are paintings in my place that I've painted over, like, four times. Painted over? Like- yeah, like, I've painted something put it in my living room, liked it for a year, painted over it, changed up the art. That's cool, though. You get to change your own decor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That seems scary to me to, for something to disappear, but that's just like a... I love that. A refresh. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the, like, subscribing to the notion that things are, are static. I think things are supposed to change often. Like, even... Last year, I was I was not thinking that I would be tattooing. Now I'm tattooing, and when I first started uh, drawing, when I was a kid, I was drawing like dresses, and I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then that's not even on my like on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't miss it. Like I don't regret not 
keeping all of the same values and ideas about what I'm supposed to do. Um, I'll see art though that I've done in the past and like, you know, that I've forgotten that I've done. Like my friends will have, I've given pieces away or something that I completely forgot about. And it, it's kind of cringy to see like your old work. So, so I'm happier if it, if like I can never look at it again. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, so do you do a lot of galleries in the city? Uh, I've only had three solo shows in, in the past two years, but uh, I have another thing coming up at Warehouse for New Blanche. Um, it's going to be a live studio. So my art will be up, but the whole focus of the night is just going to be me painting or drawing live in the window. And uh, they've given me a lot of liberty with how I can kind of set the space up, and it's going to look a lot like my house. So I'm going to put furniture and, like, you know, pictures and house plants and I might do some baking or like have drinks like for people to come up and just hang out like as if it's my home um so I'm really excited for that yeah that's awesome. like a great concept yeah, yeah. yeah that would be really cool yeah um would you like to so you've done solo um galleries would you ever do any of the third and bird galleries where it's you know, a collective of artists like selling prints and stuff. yeah yeah I would be open to like I could do any like I don't have any reservations about doing them I've just never really pursued it um and I don't have a collection of prints either uh I don't have my work properly scanned like I'm not super organized when it comes to that stuff a lot of it is kind of um, just creating work in the throes of a moment and then like oftentimes I'll destroy it or just give it away immediately and so I don't like catalog my work and I don't have like a really uh, solid portfolio set up or anything so I think if I wanted to do like a uh, yeah like a third and bird thing I'd have to start creating prints now and then have like a collection so it'd take a while destroying how like I'll just rip them up yeah I, yeah. <laughs> and like in the garbage, that's that. Yeah. I have a fireplace in my apartment, so I'll burn them. That's more cathartic. <laughs> it seems like, yeah, that's like, that's a statement when you're like tossing it in the, in the fire. Like yeah. That. Oh yeah. And why, why do you do that? Because you don't like it? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't want a lot of people to see my practice work and I, it's doesn't, it, it's, it's more just the action of, of sitting down, doing work, drawing. And as long as you do that, whatever you produce afterwards, whether it's garbage or not, doesn't really matter. And, and half the time it is. And then it just doesn't serve any purpose to me to, to keep it around and be reminded of like that time that you hated what you did. Mm. But I, I like the actual action of just drawing. So yeah, a lot of it like doesn't see the light. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So to touch on, like, do you have a specific creative process when you go about an idea or is it just, I'm going to draw and whatever comes, comes? A lot of it is me smoking pot and then coming up with notes on my phone and then looking at them the next day and realizing if I was an idiot or not. Um, and they don't have a lot of backstory. Like, I really would prefer to be an artist that can just produce something that stands alone. Um, also, I'm not classically trained or educated in fine arts so I don't have like the the means to make like to explain things as, as a person with an arts degree would um, so I don't often like write essays or like come up with a huge explanation about things I just like to to do stuff and have other people appreciate it <laughs> yeah 
Do you find in... Sorry, did you? No, go ahead. I can answer. Or I can ask it. No, I'm going to ask it now. Classically trained, do, is that at all an intimidating... The, the same yeah, question? Answer. Great, yeah. That uh, it seems like it seems like something, a bit of an intimidating wall that you've brought up a, a couple times already in this interview. Yeah. Um, well, I have friends that have gone to school and put in time and gotten degrees and have way more knowledge of art histories, like mediums and, and like technique and all sorts of stuff to do with art that I don't have like concept of. Um, so it's, there's kind of a separation there between people who have done it that way and then someone who just dabbles and experiments until they are kind like, you know, until what, until you're happy with your work. Like, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But, um, so what is that line? What is the separation between those two? Well, I was talking to my friend Mari about this thing coming up at, on Nuit Blanche and what I could say about being in the window and drawing. And she had so many things to offer and so many theories about like what it means to be a woman standing in a window or a female artist signing their work anonymously because they want to be taken seriously like at one point she even suggested like I dress up as a man because people are going to like look at the art and not me in the window live painting and so those things I I think she's more like familiar with just having had experience in school mm-hmm. and I can't really comment on that stuff like I don't just I just haven't read enough and right. so that's and it. you don't want to you just want to keep on doing it for the yeah part, part of me like is content with that with not being in that world um because there's probably a lot of pressure to explain yourself but there is being an artist anyway and I'm sure if you're a musician as well you we would you would get asked like what does that song mean or like you know why did you say that or or whatever, but um, I, that's just not my style. I just don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I'd rather just you can welcome form to it. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But uh, no yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just I like sometimes I would like to be more equipped with like information about art and um, you know, the ability to formulate a theory about the pieces that I create, and then other times. I'm okay with saying it is what it is, whatever you think. That's also frustrating though if somebody's confused and they want an answer. So I don't know, it's, it's a struggle to find like how much of an obligation you have as an artist to explain to somebody and then how much of an obligation they have as a viewer to just interpret it as they were to anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as you would in a gallery. Yeah. Like yeah. galleries, it's just like a tag and a name and that's yeah. that. Like figure it out. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my mind is just yeah. going wild right now. <laughs> that I can't formulate a question because I'm like, I wonder if Picasso thought the same thing. But he yeah. was classically trained as well. He was, he was, well, I don't know. Was Yeah, he was, definitely. <laughs> Whoops. He was so prolific, too, that, like, I'm sure he also would have been saying the same thing where, like, a lot of the stuff that he did got, like, ripped up because all he would do is just, like, wake up, get wasted, watch both fights, and then go paint, like, for the, his whole entire life, so. It's pretty bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, except the bolt fighting thing yeah. is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you just go for a walk Not instead. a thing anymore, yeah. 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 Um, who are some of 
who are some local artists, whether they're classically trained or not, that you kind of pull, like that you like? That I like? Yeah. Uh, Shenny Lanzard is my one of my dear friends, and he's one of the best figurative painters I think I know ever. Um, Mari White, she's a dope, dope girl. Um, she does uh, print printmaking, screen printing. Um, and yeah, she's at the School of Fine Arts. Um, I. She was my first friend ever that I made by myself. Really? <laughs> yep. Are you still friends with her? Uh, like when we see each other, yeah. we're just like, hey, how's it cool. going? But my dad said, yeah, nursery oh, school, oh, first day in nursery school, my dad's like, you got to tell jokes. Like if you tell them a joke, then that's like a icebreaker, but I could probably use like more four-year-old words, not an <laughs> icebreaker. Yeah. So I told Mari a joke and then we were friends after that. She was my first friend that I made by myself. That's so crazy. Oh, She's yeah. great. And she remembered it. What joke was it? I asked her. <laughs> I said, what do you call a dog that's been laying in the sun? A hot dog. That's a good one. That's a that good was one. That's it. No, that's a really I feel good like a three-year-old. hot dog yeah. today with this heat. This is a nice, cool apartment, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. It's very warm, though. It's getting warmer. No, it's good. Yeah, we have to turn the AC off for yeah. the interview because uh, it, the too studio loud. becomes compromised. It messes with the mics. Yeah. We're not classically trained at this. <laughs> at anything. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Are you classically trained in anything? No. What does classically mean? I mean, I, don't think, I like... think like at a post-secondary institution right. is classically trained or something like that. Or right. having studied under a master or some full thing. I don't know. I feel like classically applies to arts. Like I'm not yeah. a classically trained biologist. Yeah. Or like a classically trained podcaster. Like I don't think podcasting goes far enough back that I could be, it could be <laughs> classical. Well, we could yeah. be the teachers one day. Yeah, we'll be the masters one day. <laughs> That's true, actually. And probably in a hundred years, someone will have opened up a podcast school, and there will be such a thing as a classically trained podcaster, I'm sure of it. <gasps> yeah. And there will yeah. be a paper cut podcast hall. I don't think so. We're like the left wing of the school will be paper cut. Uh, I don't think so. No? Well, when you're a philanthropist, maybe. But yeah, yeah, I'll throw money at <laughs> We'd have to put our own money into it. Nobody would be naming things after yeah. us for any... Just throw a couple mil. Okay. Like, this American Life would probably get a wing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, good. it's great. Yeah. We're not Stop there. Stop giving publicity to other podcasts. <laughs> this is yeah, paper Don't cut. talk about the podcast. Yeah, talk the podcast. So, you have... Uh, you have, like, fun doodles as well that you do. Yes, that's how we met. That's how we met. Okay, so we met because... Did she t- did all of you tell me? No, she hasn't told me. No. Okay. Um... He has no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> when I didn't vet him at all, this is just brand, brand new. Um, yeah, so Drake came out with Scorpion a month-ish ago or whatever. Um, I, It was just a joke that I drew Drake. I just drew Drake on the day that this album came out, and I had an Instagram story of, like, me and him dancing around my apartment. I, like, put a joint in his mouth, like, put sunglasses on him. I don't know. It was just silly and listened to this whole album, which is a marathon. It's, like, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... And then I, I had lunch plans with my girlfriend downtown, and we took Paper Drake on this bike ride and took him to the Santa Soup House, and then uh, the mayor was in front of um, the Hydro Building doing some sort of speech or, I don't know, p- like publicity thing with the media. And 
I stood across the street clutching my paper drake and uh, waited for him to finish and then ran across the street and I was like, Mr. Bowman, Mr. Bowman, can you take a picture of Drake with Leo and Drake? And I, I felt like an idiot, like a child. And he's and he was really confused. He's like, is it because you like Drake? And I'm like, I don't even really like Drake that much. I just drew him. It's funny. And so he, he said he would, but don't I... Don't make me explain my art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to talk about it. Just, I don't know your It is what you think it is. No. Um, so he said, yeah, but you have to be in the photo. And I, so I did. I stood with him. And then this got into the paper. Like, the Winnipeg Free Press put this photo of me, Paper Drake, and the mayor in the, in the next day's That paper. is newsworthy. And the, I'm so sorry. And the caption, though, the caption said, uh, like, <laughs> local girl <laughs> asked to have her photo taken with Brian Bowman. And I... I was tempted to write a letter to say, actually, retraction. I wanted a photo of him and Drake, but he forced me into this picture. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Good. I, Brian Bowman. Here's your story. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, cut to the next day. I'm still drawing Drake's, and I'm in Amsterdam tea room having a tea in the corner. And Olivia came up to me, and she was just like, what are you doing? What are you drawing? And yeah, asked him for me to be here. And then I I listened to the podcast of you two interviewing each other mm-hmm. like just earlier today and you said all you have to do is ask, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a good motto and that's how I'm here. So, you know, it's like your your values are, are living right now. Yeah. I'll, just ask. Just ask. Yeah. I was in a conversation I was not interested in it at all at an <laughs> empty room. And I was just like, uh my boyfriend knows lots of people, so then when we go places, they talk about things that they know, and yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I always feel like, not always, but sometimes I just feel like, if they get into something, I'm just like on his shoulder, like, oh, yes, do you? And I was like, looked around, and I was like, I need to do something else other than yeah. listening to this conversation. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, there's a Drake over there. <laughs> it does help to be a single person, and by single I mean just you by yourself in like a cafe or traveling or whatever, because then you do meet people like organically like that, the way that your parents told you not to meet people. <laughs> so, which is the Sorry, best way. <laughs> that was really tough to do because, like, I was looking and I was like, I don't want to be creepy. Like, I don't want to be like, if a dude were to do that to me, like, hey, what are you drawing? I'd be like on Facebook, some creep came up to me, and so I was just like, I don't want to seem like a creep, but I'm super not into those conversations, so yeah. either going to take a walk or meet this new person, and yeah. then I met the new person, so. and then that's it. And the that's new a person. cool story. It yeah. is. What, was you, what were you drawing? I was drawing um, <laughs> Drake with a party hat and a little noisemaker coming out of his mouth, and the uh, it, it's going to be a birthday card, and it says, it's your it's your because it's like his wow. yeah it's because it's ratchet happy birthday <laughs> that is impressive so how many drakes are you at to date oh gosh uh paper drake the day it was supposed to be a daily thing and i got really <laughs> tired of that album after like the first week so i have not drawn a drake since mm, yeah beginning of july it's and did you keep them? Or are they... Yeah, I had some of them. No, no. The first Drake, I think I... No, the first Drake got sent with Avery, the girl that I met for lunch that day. So I passed it off after after the mayor got his hands on it. Then it... <laughs> <laughs> uh, then it then it went away. Um, I don't know if she still has it or if she... Maybe, maybe it'll be a roaming gnome 
Paper oh. Jake situation. Flat Stanley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Flat Stanley. So then he'll, you know. You used to dabble with Flat we, Stanley. Yeah, we, we, we fucked with Flat Stanley's. <laughs> <laughs> you never had that with other schools where they would send you it? No. Our school did not like making friends with other schools. Oh. Mine did. Mine did. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, we were Did nice. they call them Flat Stanley's or did you call them like Flat, you know, Flat Jared or whatever? No, it was uh, it was because um, it was a whole class that had made it. So instead okay. of everyone getting their own Flat Stanley, it was just like, okay, it's just one. And we shipped it off. I can't remember, but it was somewhere in Canada. And I think it was like Ottawa or somewhere. And they took oh. a photo of our Flat Stanley like next to Parliament. Oh, yeah. cute. We did ours next cool. to like... When I was in, uh, we didn't have like the Museum of Human Rights, like Shaw Park or some something. Right, right. I see what you <laughs> this mean. This is our. I thing. thought you meant like neighboring schools had like flat Stanley conferences or something. No, that'd be lame. It's like, yeah, just across that's the said. street. I was like our school didn't do that. Yeah. We didn't talk to Leveron. We we did have. Uh, I know it's a super off topic, but we had pen pals with a school that was just down the street from oh. us, which was incredibly dumb. And <laughs> would you buy postage? I don't even know. I just, I, I'm sure the teachers probably just, like, brought the bag over on their way home or something. Like, here's yours. <laughs> like, let's save a couple of dollars. But they, they paired up, like, there was another Jared at that school, so I was that Jared's pen pal. Mm-hmm. It was, like, mm-hmm. a Jesse and a Jesse. And it, it just didn't feel genuine. It was, like... Right. Like, yeah. Side note. <laughs> did you have a pen pal ever? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I did subscribe to Owl Magazine. Do you remember that? Owl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like the, Owl the, and Chickadee. Exactly. Oh, and and what I'm, was the chickadee. little one? Uh, Peep or something. It was like a little chicken. The, yeah. Those are good. They were. And I think there was an ad at one point to, you know, send us your address and we'll set you up with a pen pal or something. That was a 90s thing to do. Like, yeah. But no, I didn't I didn't have one. Um, I do now. I write to I write letters to other like to people I'll, that you know. Yeah, I'll I'll That's mail so mail stuff. It's nice to get a piece of mail. That's right. not a bill. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to dabble with love letters, but then they'd always get them while I was there, and I'd be like, "Can you not read that while I'm sitting next to you?" You yeah. know. Yeah. No. It was not fun. Was like, like you'd slip them awkward. into a locker or something like that, like Pardon me? people's lockers or. Oh yeah. yeah. Notes in the lockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's One time I wrote a love note that was, like, supposed to be just, for, like, for myself, and I borrowed someone's atlas, and then I had tucked it in the atlas, and when I gave it back to him, he read it and taped it on my locker. Taped it? Wow. He taped it what on my dick. locker. That was a dick move. Yeah, so it was a love letter to a different person in my middle school that I wrote, and I put our names in a heart, and he taped it on my locker. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, that was... I, I did not write anything Wait. down after that. I used to have, like, diaries and journals, and after that I was like, if somebody finds it and tapes it on my locker, I'm going to be fucked. Yeah. So you didn't mean for this to get out? No. But it was about that person? It was not about that oh, person. So okay, the okay, person okay. whose um, Atlas it was, his name's Mitch, and I had a crush on this guy, Steven. So I put Steven and our name in a heart, and I put my name with his last name, uh-huh. and I was like, blah, 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 and I put it in my backpack. And then when I put it in my backpack, it got tucked into the atlas. When I gave the atlas back to Mitch, he saw it, taped it to my locker. Classic. I wonder where Mitch is right now. I know where he is. Wow. <laughs> Let's, go. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you for joining us. We're out of here. I know what you did, Mitch. We're yeah. here. Uh, I, I didn't want to talk about it. 
I don't know who saw it. I don't want to ask when, how long it's been up, you know? It's so crazy how, getting back to your just ask thing, like, as adults, we realize that if you have a crush on someone, you should just probably say, hey, I've got a crush on you. How do you feel? Want to go out? Blah, blah, blah. But at the time, I, yeah, it was the absolute worst thing ever if you, someone who you had a crush on found out. Like, yeah. devastatingly horrible. Right. Yeah. Life ruining. Is it because you didn't get that opportunity to express it? Or, or is it because you, you were never sure you wanted to? What? Because, like, I, I, in that scenario for me, if someone what found... What are you talking about? If someone found out that I had a crush on them, say through a friend or something like that, I'd be like, okay, like... Oh, no, he liked Brittany Coop. Oh. Yeah, and now she's married to a bomber. Oh. And oh, he's married Brittany. to a corn scientist or something. That's just as good. Yeah. Wait, sorry, Stephen is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about Mitch. No, Mitch is married to a Croatian model. Oh, Mitch is doing well. <laughs> yeah, and he has a master's no, no. Let's degree not, in Let's not hype up Mitch's life here. Let's like <laughs> let's not let him forget about that horrible thing That's he did true. twelve That's years well, ago. Well, he was he was also like eleven, so yeah. You know. And then the other day, he actually asked me about art. He's like, "Oh, I see you are in art things, and I need art for my brand new condo that me and my model wife have." And you were like, "Oh, funny you should ask because I have this artist coming on my podcast." <laughs> I actually sent him to uh, the School of Art because I was like, they have a gallery right now, so you could probably just ask one of them because it was uh, actually Milk, I think they're called. It's like a collective of seven yeah, artists. Hannah like, Reimer yeah, Hannah Reimer is also yeah, one of my people that I should not send a nod to. Yeah. In in that yeah in that group of, of Winnipeg artists, I love her work. And then I put her stuff in XQs too. I was like, you can come to XQs also and look at just Hannah's, but this is like everybody's. And then if you like something, then you can contact that artist. I'm not doing work for you. That's okay. Yeah, don't. Bully. Just <laughs> kidding. We're friends. We were Still prepared. not over it. Yeah. <laughs> we made friends after that. Good. That's good. That's good. That's, These are nice. getting, this is a deep podcast, not about you. And this is what our goal is, is to talk about you. You're yeah. very good. I could try like. and, oh, thank you. I've, uh, <laughs> I'm not that much experience, but. Um, Neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> not classically trained. <laughs> I actually, I can bring this back full circle, though. Sweet. Ooh. Love letter art. I had a show last year at Maison des Artistes and it was about all of the boys that I've ever had crushes on or been with and one of the pieces has a love letter from my the kid that I lost my virginity to whoa yeah in it so from him or you from him oh yeah yeah with like names like you know blocked out or whatever but yeah um that was a that was a weird one that Mm -hmm. was a weird show because my parents like came and like I don't they didn't know the story about how I lost my virginity until that day and then I don't think my parents know the story no. do yours know the story probably probably but I you didn't yeah know. yeah <laughs> so uh but you invited your parents to the show yeah knowing full well that they'd my my dad and his and his girlfriend um but yeah they I yeah at this point it's okay it's yeah, fine. It's they we're all adults and and stuff. But yeah, I did have to tell. I actually vetted my dad beforehand because I knew he was bringing his girlfriend, and then she was bringing her parents. So I had to tell my dad, like, Dad, there's gonna be like nude self portraits first of all, and there's gonna be like a shrine with like a condom in it. That's an ode to like me losing my virginity. That's like creepy and weird and inappropriate. Maybe you should, you know 
choose wisely who you invite to the show. Right. They came anyway, and they were super supportive. So turns That's out awesome. people aren't <laughs> as prudish as I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> turns out your yeah. dad's girlfriend's parents yeah. are prudes. It's exactly. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that obviously millennials? can have different interpretations of art. Are you ever worried about someone that's older, like a baby boomer, looking at something like that and offering some kind of judgment? Uh, it, it probably has happened or will happen, um, but I, I'm doesn't, doesn't keep me up at night, honestly. I don't think about it. It's not for them if they're going to be offended by it. Actually, it, it is. You can be offended by it, but I'd rather somebody really love it, and that happens like way more often than not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I did do a, a like naked e kind of uh, picture recently, um, and somebody like internet harassed me. They were like, because I was selling this nude self portrait, and I got this message from this guy saying, "What if I want the real thing? Like, how much for, like." you naked basically and I was like that's not okay and so I've had like that negative reaction but he's not even old so he's just an asshole yikes yeah 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 and did you you probably I called him out on the internet good call him out but you haven't (laughs) uh since been like weary about no posting anything no you don't mind that was really an isolated incident too like it hasn't happened before and it doesn't happen typically and from calling him out though a lot of like people were pretty like empathetic and impressed and like on my side about it and stuff as it should be so it was cool I don't I don't even think of that as like a weird turnoff or like a bad experience anymore I'm just like well you just outed yourself as a dick so yeah yeah (laughs) That's that's a you problem and not a me problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus you get to call them out too, which is... It's always satisfying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so we're about to come up at full circle. Okay. And we're going to wrap this up because we've got to turn on the AC again. Yes. Because it is so freaking hot in here. The back of my knees yeah. are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because you've been sitting... Well, yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Man's so sitting to me. Seriously. <laughs> Like, it looks yeah, so yeah, I was. I was squishing them up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jerk. Call them out. Woo-hoo. Yeah, call, call them out. out. Yeah, Have you been out. sitting, Jared, huh? I spreading I yourself? Sit like yeah, this. you man-spreading? I, I have to crunch up like this. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. I have so much room. So you have Nuit Blanche coming up. Uh, yeah. Any other shows, galleries that we should... So uh, far, that's it. I don't have uh, anything else in the work. It's just Warehouse Artworks on September 29th from 6 till midnight. I'll be like literally in the window just you can't miss me and i will bake something for you nice yeah. that's yeah. So will you be high here. will you be baked probably sweet yeah cool. <laughs> baked on baked yeah baked on baked that's what we call it that no do you have a name for it it's called enchanté Ooh. i know <laughs> oh, <let's see. laughs> yeah and do you speak french a little. Oh, cool. Because yeah. you were saying uh, a gallery earlier yeah, or something. Yeah, Maison des Artistes, Visuel Francophone. So you're supposed to be Francophone to have a show there, and I am uh, just barely Francophone enough for that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for, for stopping you. by today. We really appreciate it. We're going to do this weird thing now. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with, with us, us on Papercut Paper Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Brought to you by Picks. Bye. If you want more great episodes, you should visit papercutwinnipeg.com. They're all great. We promise. Here's a cut from our interview next week with Graham Hooson. I want to be, um, uh, what's her name? Is it Peggy? Oh, yeah. 
the gorgeous redhead yeah. with the red lips. Oh, no, no, that's Joan. Oh, I want to be Joan. Yeah. I want to be Joan really bad. She's a partner. She's a party. Well, she's a partner in the firm as and well. A and a party. And a party. And a party. Yeah. yeah. yeah.